Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. This morning for our Monday morning health brief, we're joined by the medical director of the emergency department at Northwestern Medicine Central DuPage Hospital, Dr. Jeff Bomber. Doctor, good to have you with us today. Let's start uh, by talking about Lloyd Austin in the news because uh, a bladder problem apparently uh, has uh, resulted in another hospitalization. Is is this a common complication of uh, the prostate uh, uh, case that that he's dealing with? Yeah, it is. What can happen to some of these these patients is that their ability to empty their bladder is is not normal or the prostate is is, uh, affecting their ability to empty the bladder fully. And so Anytime you have a situation where things are stagnant in the body, it can it can predispose the person to infection. So that's, it sounds like that's what's happening with Lloyd Austin here, that he's developed an infection, a bacterial infection of his bladder that's likely infected his prostate and or his kidneys, um, causing him enough, uh, enough of an issue that he needs to be rehospitalized for that. We're hearing a lot about the prostate lately, uh, King Charles, uh, Ryan Sandberg here uh, dealing with that. And is, is the uh, blood test, uh, the, the PSA, still the best way to uh, deal with this, uh, best way to prevent it? Yeah, I think that's, that is, it's gone back and forth over the years, but as far as whether the physical examination of the prostate versus the PSA, but uh, today's day and age, the, uh, the PSA has been the go-to as far as the regular screening is concerned, and then it's generally recommended by the time a man is 45 to 50 to have that first one done, get their baseline done, and that there's, unless there's a really strong risk factor, such as a, a primary family member, a father, obviously that's had, a, had prostate cancer. This is Heart Month, and uh, we heard the news about Carl Weathers uh, recently, and uh, now they're saying that he died uh, due to complications of heart disease that he had been dealing with for a while, and uh, the official cause of death was listed as atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease. This is a hardening of the arteries, isn't it? Yeah, this is what they're speaking of here with is atherosclerotic disease means build up of plaques in the arteries of the heart. So what can happen is you know, it can lead to complications. The biggest one we all think about is, is the heart attack itself, or that plaque actually that builds up, the larger it gets, the more unstable it can become. It can rupture, and that causes a heart attack, where we classically think of person clutching their chest, having chest pain, they're sweaty, they're short of breath. And, and the other situation that can have is that, that people with atherosclerotic heart disease is that they can have sort of silent ischemia. So they, they develop muscle damage to their heart without really even knowing that they're having that happen. And so that can really, that can down the road lead to things such as congestive heart failure or what are known as heart arrhythmias. So you hear about atrial fibrillation and things of that nature. So that disease process of the atherosclerosis can cause downstream problems to the heart, but one that we all think about and what we try to prevent is the heart attack because it is so deadly. And, and how do you know if uh, you have a dangerous buildup? Uh, we've heard about calcium tests. We've heard about echocardiograms. What's what's the best thing to do? Yeah, it's there's you know it. Obviously, the best thing to do is prevent it in the first place, right? So we know what the major control of risk factors are, and that's you know diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol. So diet and exercise can certainly be the first lines of treatment against those those issues. Um, but 
down the line, obviously, if the person develops those issues, and we can treat those with medications. But as far as knowing if you actually have heart disease, have you know, atherosclerotic heart disease, build up a plaque in your arteries, um, there are, is no really 100% screening tool for that. So what happens is, is a lot of you know, what, what doctors will do is they will, once the patient has some symptoms of that, they are a little bit more winded when they go up a flight of steps. They have some vague discomfort in their chest. They, they, they may, those may be signs of angina, which may lead to either a stress test or uh, or, uh, or actually doing the, the uh, intervention where they, they do the angiogram of the arteries of the heart looking for the disease process. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we heard a lot about Steve McMichael this week. He's in the... Pro Football Hall of Fame, and it, it's so tough uh, to uh, to see him and uh, and see the uh, uh, the progression of uh, this deadly, terrible disease ALS. Have we made any progress uh, in dealing with this? Unfortunately, there's still no cure. I know there are some. There has been some. Some studies where they've looked at certain medications to treat it, but at this point there is no no cure. I know there are some clinical trials going on, with, uh, but it, at this point it is still an uncurable disease. And unfortunately, it's it's one of those diseases where uh, we, all we can do is treat the symptoms and support the patient as best we can. Any any clues yet as to the cause of it? Yeah, I mean, it's there's only you know they, the genetic is probably a very small percentage. Um, so it's it's thought to be it could be some sort of a sort of a cross reaction, sort of an you know, auto uh, or an autoimmune process where you're reacting to a, a, another substance such as a a virus that may be cross reacting and you're attacking your own cells instead of that of the virus. But um, there, it really it is not understood why those uh, those neurons are dying in the spinal cord and brain. Um, but that's exactly what happens, and it tends to be more progressive. Um, the younger person is that that has it versus an older person that tends to be a little bit more of a lengthened, uh, length, you know, tends to be a little bit more lengthy, and that's what we're seeing with uh, Mr. McMichael. Yeah, and it's heartbreaking to uh, you know hear about how his, his mind apparently is still functioning. Uh, I don't know if it's a hundred percent, but uh, it 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 doesn't affect a part of the brain, does it? It doesn't. I mean, you're cognitively, it does not have any effect. It's all. It's all about how your brain is able to make your 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 limbs move, make your body move, make you able to breathe even. So your diaphragm gets affected. Every every muscle in your body uh, is affected by this. Eventually, the the muscles need that nourishment from the the constant information, the constant electrical activity from the the nerves, and they just stop getting that over time. And so that's why you see it. It's, you know, muscles waste away and to the point where not even the muscles of the face that allow us to speak are affected mm. and that's and that's what's happened with him and it's just it's very it's very difficult to watch a person go through it yeah it's it's a tough one well we appreciate your time this morning dr jeff bonner at northwestern medicine director of the emergency department over there and uh, we'll talk to you again soon thank you great thanks for having me